Hey guys, and welcome back to the Foots, Bounce and Everything in Between podcast with me, Marcus Darwin. And me, Noah Cowan. And on today's episode, we debate about whether Aston Villa and Southampton's honeymoons are ending and are Liverpool still title contenders. And if there's still hope for Chris Wilder's blades. So get comfortable, because it's time for another episode of Foots, Bounce and Everything in Between. So, Noah, it was a it was a tough weekend for you, wasn't it? Uh, mate, uh, you know, it's sort of something where, as a as a as a Liverpool fan, it's something where you kind of just want to forget about it and move on to the next next round. You know, um, I mean, obviously, you've probably never really experienced it with Man United at the moment because they are an, a very uh, should I say, very much in form compared to Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool are off form. Um, but yeah, so not the greatest, not the greatest week for Liverpool football. Uh, they sort of need to, you know, get a move on. What do you yeah. think about them? Um, well, I found it quite funny because if we look back to a couple of weeks ago, where yeah. Man United played Liverpool in the Prem at Anfield, yeah, yeah, and it was a stalemate. It was no no, you know, we brought up the fact that. Anfield has been is been like an a sacred place for Liverpool in two and it a half has. years they hadn't lost a sing, they hadn't lost a game there. Yeah. And then they go and lose to Burnley at home one yeah, 0 At home one 0 And yeah. then this week earlier on this week they lost uh to Brighton one 0 at home yeah, as well. I'll cover that now quickly. Um now you bring it up. Wednesday the third of Feb, midweek game under the lights at Anfield, um, Brighton, uh, sort sort of a huge a huge result at both ends of the table. Really, Brighton, um, Brighton claim a thoroughly deserved win at Anfield, which they've they've just been putting in masses and masses amount of effort, uh, which I which I you know I give them credit for because they're a side who sort of want to move away from being classed as sort of the relegation battle. Uh, well, so they want to try and make themselves known and try and get away from, away from that sort of area of the table and try to push up a bit. Go yeah, on. it's it's um, remember every episode when we've asked someone what their relegation uh their relegation predictions are, Brighton's always been in mine. I remember it's... our first guest that we had on the show, uh, Finn, yeah, the Brighton fan. Um, he was telling us that he thinks Brighton are gonna stay up, and I'm starting to see some some fight in them. Yeah, it's it's really good to see, to be honest, because they're not they're a club who are sort of trying to get themselves more known. As I said, like they want to try and get themselves more out there. So let me explain about this Liverpool game. So they basically uh, after 68 home league games uh, without defeat, Liverpool lost to Burnley as you covered, uh, and then Brighton, both the B's in consecutive matches at Anfield. I mean, it was a bit of a scruffy goal by Al- Alzate. But, but I you mean, know, Brighton, but goal went in the net and Brighton posed the greater threat throughout. So, you know, well played to Brighton. I mean, Liverpool need to buck their ideas up. That's the thing, because I remember um, last week, uh, Liverpool played Spurs. 
and yeah. Liverpool won, I think, 3-1. Yeah. And in the back of my head, the only thing going through when I was watching that game is, you know, this is the this is the change in form for Liverpool. They're going to get back exactly. on the front foot front and they're going to push exactly. for the title the front second three, half of the season. Oh, here we go. Front three could be back in form now. This is it. This is it. I know, I know. Mane, yeah. Firmino, Salah. Exactly. But they're just not firing. Spoke too soon. They're not there yet. Exactly. They're yeah. not firing. They're, they're not, not firing. And um, I just want to go quickly on Brighton. So Brighton, um, at the end of the January transfer window, they signed uh, Moises Casado. Casado, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he is from Ecuador. And yeah. he's young. He's a young CDM. Um, he's got the play- same playing style as Pogba. He's quite he tall, does. quite quite physical. Box-to-box midfielder. And Man United were look at, looking at him all January, they were. Yeah, they but were. didn't make a move. And I actually feel, as much as I would have liked to have him, I feel like it's the best thing for him to go to Brighton because I actually see him getting playing time at Brighton. I can't yeah, exactly. see if, if yeah. Van der Beek is not even getting playing time at Man getting United. Like, exactly, exactly. I can't see Casado getting playing time Casado at Man getting, United. Exactly, whereas at a club like Brighton, I can see him getting game time. And yeah, exactly. He could, he could he could be a really good asset to Brighton's team when he starts to when he starts to play for them. Like he'll just get more and more confident that confident at the club, which means that he'll gain confidence as a player. He'll be more confident when dribbling with the ball, you know. And, and he'll then, be able to prove you himself. Never, you never know in where he'll prem. exactly, and you never know where he'll be in what two or three years time. Exactly, and it's the same thing. Uh, Man United in the summer signed a. Um, 19 year old 18 and 19 year old called Facundo Palestri from yeah. Uruguay right midfielder never heard of him whatsoever he came in played some games for the under 23s and then this January went on loan to Alaves in, in La Liga to get playing time you know in in a higher league because to be honest I'm going to ask you a question here so put yourself in Let's say Tarek Lamptey's shoes, all right? So he yeah. was at Chelsea last season. Um, well, he was on loan at Brighton was on, from Chelsea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he wasn't getting game time. He Yes, he's a young, young guy, but he wasn't getting game time. Then he went, and then he, bang, he's on loan to Brighton, and he's, he, I mean, he's injured at the moment, but how would you feel? So let's say you were him. What would you do in that case? Well, I mean, he's made a full transfer now to Brighton. He has, he has, at yeah. At the end of last season. And I feel like that was a brilliant move from him because as much as I rate Lamptey, I feel yeah. like he doesn't get in in a team over Reese James. Yep. Um, and Brighton was the perfect place for him. Now, the, the question you've also got to look at is, is Lamptey the same player when he's in a better team? Or is it because he's like uh, a spark of joy in a Brighton team that's that's been so deprived of talent this season? Yeah, yeah, that's I what you've got to ask exactly. yourself. Exactly, that is what you've got to ask yourself. Because I know for a fact, last season Jack Grealish, his name was being shouted out a lot more than it is this season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, exactly. They're they're sort of all shouting out um, Ollie Watkins. Rather than yeah, him. so, and that's because Aston Villa players are suddenly putting in a collective performance. 
Exactly. Everyone's play doing their part instead of one person working extra hard, which for me is the same. You know, you say about Lewis Dunk and yeah, Tarek exactly. Lamptey. Tarek Lamptey. Um, and maybe what's that midfield? Basuma. He's Basuma. Yeah, yeah. He's he's cracking. What a he player is, he is. He's a big talent. He's he's unbelievable. He Just is, the way yeah. he manages to bang them in the net from, you know, outside of the box. It just r- skyrockets, top ends, bam. I know, and that was... It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. He is unbelievable, and he's actually been linked with a move away to Liverpool. Really? Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. I mean, you know. So, Gotta whilst we're on, to, yeah. on the topic of Liverpool, might as well cover, you know, the, the Man City-Liverpool yeah, game. Yeah, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. <laughs> what was the score, Noah? Um... So, Liverpool, uh, once again at Anfield, uh, Man City travelled away, uh, lost 4-1 to Man City, huge result for City, not a great result for Liverpool, you know, Gundogan scored a cracking opener, Salah's penalty, uh, you know, it it cancelled out Gundogan's opener, but not a great day for Liverpool again. Alisson Becker is the that Liverpool Man City. That was the worst I've ever seen Alisson Becker play. He made loads of mistakes. One of which was he was playing with the ball around at the back. He basically put some, you know, it's not even a, some sort of short kind of part. It's quite hard to explain. But he put a shitty pass in. Excuse my language. And <laughs> you know, Man City got Liverpool got it and then kicked it back to Alisson. Then Alisson tried to ping it upfield, looking for, I think it was, I don't know who it was on the left, but tried to pick out a player on the left. Man City intercept. You know, it's, it's the, that was the worst I've ever seen Alisson play. What are your thoughts on that? Well, first thing I'd like to say is, somebody please get Noah some tissues. I can hear his tears from over the microphone. I feel, yeah. I feel your pain. Yeah. I mean, I would too when... When my team's just been absolutely smashed, you know. Um, unfortunately, it's happened twice to Liverpool this season. First against Aston Villa, now against City. Yeah, against For United, City. it's only happened once. Once, yeah. Against uh, Tottenham. But the yeah. question... I was watching the game. And I covered it in the last episode with Thomas in the, in the Manchester City club analysis. Yeah. The big question was, is... Ilkay Gundogan, Pep Guardiola's saviour. Is he the reason for the sudden upturn of form from Manchester City? Is he? And, yeah, you know, and I don't know. I was watching him in that game yesterday. The first half, granted, he wasn't he wasn't good. He missed a penalty. He wasn't playing too good. But then the second half, he played phenomenal. Yeah, I he mean, played amazing. But it wasn't him that I want to keep an eye on. It was just worth a mention. The player that I want to give full 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 respect to and credit is that young lad Phil Foden Phil Foden yeah I knew you were going to say I was saying it in my head just then he Phil Foden is he's going to say Phil class. Foden he is and the thing is I as much as because I'm a United fan Greenwood is Greenwood is our talent I love Greenwood I feel like Greenwood's going to be absolutely exceptional in the future if he stays out of trouble He's been in trouble this season. He has. He uh, has. I think uh, that's, let's not talk about that. I think that's the reason why he hasn't been playing too good this season. 
in yeah. the past two games he has been playing amazing but the fact that Pep Guardiola has put Foden in that team and Foden's almost taken the place because De Bruyne's out injured of Kevin yes, De Bruyne of Kevin De Bruyne and he's filling that it, he I was watching City last night and if you're Pep Guardiola or if you're any rival manager you'd be crapping yourself with the fact that that City team looked absolutely amazing and they were missing Aguero and Aguero De Bruyne. and De Bruyne, exactly. And exactly. Kyle Walker at the back as well. Exactly. And Laporte. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they've got a, they've got a really, well, I wouldn't say really crappy, but Zinchenko isn't... Zinchenko is Premier it, is it, is it, No, yeah. I know you're going to say he's not Premier League, you know, standard. He's not Champions League, Manchester City title winning no. level left back. You know, Luke Shaw's been playing out of his skin. Yeah, he For has. me, he's left back of the season. Yeah. Robertson, well, he's he's Robertson. He hasn't had an amazing season, but he can pull it out of the bag whenever he wants he to. Can. He can. City have Mendy and Zinchenko. Yeah. And I know that usually when Walker's back, Walker plays at right back and uh, Cancelo then Cancelo plays at left plays back. back. Yeah. But now, now you see one of their Carl Walker gets injured. Cancelo goes to his favoured right side, and they don't have a left back. No. And I feel and like look, that. And look, be... they look um, and they look class even with their players who are. I know. Who are missing. It, is, it is scary. It is. And. You know, Sterling, again, he played amazing. Yeah, he played well. He did. So we've got two outstanding performers in that game. Yeah. Sterling and Foden. Feels, and actually yeah. John Stones, who got a goal ruled out, the say, striker. Yeah, yeah. Who are all Euro 2020 England squad contenders. Exactly. Yeah, it's amazing. And, you know, it's good for good for England because look, look where they may bring England, you know. Yeah. Bringing and back the Euros. May, I'm not going to jinx anything here. But, you know, yeah, they could it's bring it back for England. Yeah, they could. They could. It's coming home. It's coming home. It is coming home. And just just to spark a little bit of joy on Liverpool, uh, in the first half, I thought that they were the better team. They should have got... Um, that Mane header should have gone in right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. But the one player that I thought was their best player in that first... Well, in, their, in the game, really, until he got subbed off, was Curtis Jones. Yeah. And I Youngster. feel like... He could be a, a really good contender. Well, not a contender for the starting lineup, but he. I think his name should be on the on the squad list. On the squad sheet, yeah. Yeah, to to be on the bench. Now, yeah. just I just want to um, venture off this Liverpool Man City game and keep on track of this Euro twenty twenty squad competition let's do it. topic. Yeah, let's do it. Because I want to talk about. We all know that Lingard. Jesse Lingard, Jesse Lingard yeah. Jay Lings, he he got a loan move to West Ham until the end of the season. He did. Uh, he played in his West Ham debut against Aston Villa on Wednesday the, uh, the game, 3rd of February. It was a big game. Yeah. It was um a battle of the of the teams that can't even believe where they are right now. A bit like Man United. Um we'll talk about that a bit later. But so I was covering this game uh Suchek, He's always on the on the score sheet for West Ham. Yeah, he is. You know, he got he got sent off uh, in the game against Fulham this weekend for for a, uh, something that wasn't even his fault. No. So it got overturned. Yeah. yeah, it got overturned today. But um, so West Ham went to Aston Villa and won three one. 
Thomas Suchek on the score sheet, and then Jesse Lingard with a double. He hasn't yeah, played exactly. fo- like first-team football in like a year. Yeah, he hasn't. Plays his debut for West Ham Starting. under David Moyes, obviously yeah. old Manchester United manager, and yeah. scores two goals. And I and Moyes was saying, and I completely agree with Moyes here, that if Lingard can just show consistent, consistent good form up until the summer, yeah, exactly. then he could be in contention of a, of a spot. He could. And, you know, Gareth Southgate may feel like picking him because, you know, if he plays well, if he constantly, you know, puts in his effort, he, exactly. he, could, he could be on that score sheet. He could. Uh, let me um, also just say in that game quickly, obviously, Aston, we said it earlier, Aston Villa have Grealish. Oh, wait, look, Grealish isn't on the scoreboard. It's Ollie Watkins, again. <laughs> oh, um, Watkins has had an amazing season. You know, he has. I think he put in a hat-trick against Liverpool. Oh, wait, he did. He definitely did. He put a hat-trick in he against Liverpool when, the, when they beat them some crazy <laughs> score. Um, but Aston Villa are, are in a really bad spell of form recently. And they've gone from being high up at the table. I remember for a while they're in Champions League, then Europa League, and now they're ninth. Yeah. But they do have two games in hand on West Ham, and they're only four points behind. So Aston Villa... Well, they've got two games in hand on on everyone in front of them. So Aston Villa have got a possible six points to go up to. They can gain 41 points, and then all of a sudden they're in fourth over Liverpool again. I mean, yeah. And how good would that would that be for them as a club? It'd be amazing. Oh shit! Look at us. We're now ahead of uh, Liverpool. Won the Premier <laughs> yeah, League last year. Bloody hell! It's it's funny. What's even what's even better is that Arsenal is still there in tenth. They've had they've they've been on a good spell of form. Uh, I mean, they've lost their past two games. Yeah. But uh, prior to that, Wolves. they were on a good spell of form, and they say they haven't moved anywhere. No, they haven't. They haven't. Um, but yeah. It was um is interesting. West Ham are now West Ham are now sixth. West Ham are now sixth, yeah. Uh if they beat Fulham in a game that they should have won when they drew nil nil over the weekend, then they'd be in a very strong position. They'd be above Liverpool. But I'm they looking here, Noah, I'm looking at the table and I'm seeing Chelsea fifth when it was only last week or the week before that they were they were eighth. Eighth, yeah, I was going to say eighth, yeah. And I don't know if it comes as a coincidence that the players are suddenly playing good, but in my opinion, Tuchel, Thomas Tuchel has revived has Chelsea. Potentially revived Chelsea, yeah. Is, and that sort of, go on. Are we seeing a Chelsea revival? I know, uh, you don't know, mate. We'll ask our, ask our, uh, ask our mate next week. When we get it's going to be interesting. I want to, I want to hear his thoughts. So yeah. Um. So, Chelsea went against Tottenham London derby this this Thursday. They, they did. went there, and I was watching the game. I thought it was going to be a really interesting game. It wasn't. It was boring. boring. Both teams only had Brexit two shots football. on. Yep. It was, it was Brexit football. Even though both managers are foreign, and most of exactly. their team, most of their exactly. teams are foreign. Yeah. But both teams only had two shots on target. Tottenham missing Harry Kane hugely. They had huge. huge. Um, they had Vinicius up front, who looked absolutely diabolically 
he looks like a thumb on the pitch. He does, he does. He was awful. Chelsea won a penalty in the 24th minute. Jorginho, Lloris thought Lloris thought he was going to do his little um little hop, jump. skip jump yeah, hop, thing, skip, jump thing. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't. He just he just ran full pelt at it and just <laughs> smashed it in. And yeah, honestly, when that penalty went in, Chelsea were in a good spell of form, and I was thinking to myself, three 0 Chelsea full time, but no, it, it turned into a ball fest. It did, but it, did. it was. It was Jose Mourinho's 327th home league match that he has suffered. Oh, no, sorry. It was his 327th home league match. And he suffered back-to-back league defeats on home turf for the very first time in his managerial career. I mean, you know, he was was at Chelsea, wasn't he? He was, he was. But he was at Chelsea twice. He was. But you got you got to think to yourself, why has this happened? Because exactly. he's got no Kane. Tottenham no Kane. are not a good team without Kane. Yeah, they're not. Man United. And obviously, and obviously, sorry to interrupt you there, Marcus, but obviously, you know, Son and Kane have their magical partnership, and Son can't just he can't do it himself. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, I feel for I feel for the guy. He's He's there on his own. He doesn't have his doesn't have Harry, Harry Kane, who he links up unbelievably well with. He's trying to do it all himself, and it's hard. As as you say, they don't have Harry Kane. Someone's yep. gonna either need to step up, or you know, some bad well, bad stuff could happen. That that um the whole Tottenham team is based around that Son Kane Kane partnership partnership, and you know Tottenham have now suffered three successive Premier League defeats for the first time since November twenty twelve. Yeah. Yeah. But to to go back to the Chelsea revival topic, we won't go into too much depth because we're going to have an in-depth analysis next week. But Tuchel has become the first Chelsea manager to keep clean sheets in each of his first three matches at the club since Jose Mourinho did back in August of 2004. Yep. Yep. I mean, it just explains it all, really. If he carries on in this way, we, God knows where Chelsea will be in two or three weeks' time. Yeah, I know, and they they played against Sheffield United again last night and won 2-1. Who is on the score sheet? Jorginho with another penalty. So you can stop having a go at Man United for the penalties, start looking at Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah. Exactly. But Mason Mount. Mount, yeah. He was on the score sheet, sheet again. He's loved by everyone. And especially Gareth Southgate. Especially Gareth Southgate. And I feel like the best midfield that England can have in the Euros is Grealish, Foden and Mount. Yep. I feel like it, it would be very, very, very good. It would be. Um. So I want to bask in some glory. And I just want to rub some salt in the wounds. And I just want to go straight in there and say that on Tuesday... It was uh, it was forecast to rain, maybe a little bit of snow up north, but the only thing that I saw raining was goals. Yeah. And you know, cloudy with a chance of goals. Nine nil, nine nil. Man United nine, Southampton nil. We equaled the Premier League's record, uh, like highest scoring 
uh, maybe not highest scoring game, but biggest uh, win gap. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, ridiculous. Uh, and, uh, Man United also have won 9-0 before against Ispwich. I think it was in the year 1992, if I'm not mistaken. So, Luke Shaw in this game, he only played 45 minutes. In my opinion, he was man of the match. It was insane. He Ooh. was absolutely insane. As you like to call him, Alan. Alan Wan-Bissaka. Alan Wan-Bissaka. He came yeah. up with the first goal. Very unexpected. He did. But, he did. you know, okay. Man United played amazing. Rashford with a goal. Ben Yurek with an own goal. But it was going to be a goal anyway if he didn't put it in the back of his own net. Cavani with an amazing header. Martial came on to score two amazing goals during his goal drought. McTominay scored an amazing volley. McSauce. Uh, yeah, McSauce, McSauce. Bruno Fernandes with another penalty. And Daniel James, would you believe it or not? Just nice. to finish nice it off. Plus three. But you've got a feel. Southampton, they're going through a huge injury spell. They had to have three teenagers on the bench. They had, they had two academy players on their first team, one of them which was Alex Jankowicz. I hope I'm pronouncing yeah. that right, and I haven't just butchered the name. <laughs> so, one and a half minutes in, red carded. Jankowicz. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two, two, two minutes in. Red card. It was an awful challenge on McTominay. Awful. It was it was a leg breaker, and then Ben. It Yurek, was a leg breaker. Ben Yurek with a with an undeserved red card. It was a penalty, but I don't think it should have been a red card. But that did get overturned, did get overruled. Um, but yeah, dominant, yeah. dominant Man United performance. I mean, yeah, as a Liverpool fan, you know, it was something I'd like to see Liverpool doing sometime soon. But I don't <laughs> think it's going to happen. They need the goals. They need the goals. They do. And um, with that, Man United stay second. Uh, City have got a game in hand. Can I just say something quickly? Go ahead. Um, and obviously, so you know, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, um, you know, Paul Pogba in the past two or three games has been, you may say, in the form of his life. Mm. And he was starting... Yeah. And he was starting on the bench this game. How does that work, Marcus? Uh, I just feel like he wanted to... Well, Southampton, going into the game, are actually in decent form. So, yeah. you've, got to, you've got to respect that. And in the big games, Oli tends to go with two defensive midfielders. He does. Fred and McTominay in this game. Yeah. Uh, but, Scottish you know, it, I think... Pogba was ready to go because he needed a rest because he'd been playing a lot. He was he ready to go if Man United needed him, but we really didn't need him. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. I don't think he went on. Uh, no, he didn't. He didn't. No, he, didn't. he didn't. He didn't even go on. Yeah. Um, sort of maybe saving the legs. Yeah, saving the legs for <laughs> next game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good but for But then him. Man United, United in great form. They were at home again, this time against Everton. They were. And, you know, this was a big game because with Liverpool playing City the day the, the next day, it was a huge chance if Liverpool could have beat City for Man United to, to catch up on City. Yeah, exactly. But, despite us being 2-0 up at half-time with a... Bruno Fernandes scored an absolute worldie. Screamer. It was, yeah. it was, it, oh wow, it was beautiful. 
Everton came in, came out second half, two goals, and suddenly it's two two. Me and brother, exactly. me and my brother are looking at each other like, "Oh crap!" Yeah, what's going on here? Then Muck Sauce pops up with a hev- header to make it three two. We were holding on to the game for a dear. Well, we we were just managing the game really well. You know, we get a free kick, and De Gea boots it up. It goes straight to an Everton counter attack. Axel Twanzebe, who had just come on, had to take him down. They got a free kick, crossed it in, and Calvert Lewin scored I from it. I guess he's on the end of, end of it. Calvert, Calvert Lewin, Lewin, the header, and the you header know, god. And you know it. It's annoying because you look back at it. And at the start, I was blaming De Gea, the TV pundits. They were blaming De Gea, saying he needs to be brave enough. But the, like, Man United had a had a strict line, and Maguire left the line and kept yeah, Calvert-Lewin on side. And it's really frustrating because that that's two points gone from us. It, I've been feeling the past couple of days that we'd lost that game. I had to relook yeah, at the score exactly. to realise we didn't lose but it, you know, mm. that's that's what it feels that like is, now. It is. It, you know, I I like being in the position where my team's in such good form that a draw feels like a loss. <laughs> yeah. But not when my team was winning three two in the ninety fifth minute when there was only three minutes of added time. Exactly. Um, and Pogba went off injured this game. And he's going to be out for a few weeks, through three weeks. They've said he's got a tight thigh muscle, <laughs> uh, which is it's quite upsetting. But I feel um, Man United have just they've just promoted um, an under twenty three called Shola Shorter, who's like a attacking midfielder to the team. So I feel yeah, like exactly. either Schultzgar's going to promote him to the first team which I feel like would be an absolute joke to Van der Beek or Van der Beek might actually get some game time yeah exactly hopefully but I mean, the next be, game be, go it on. would be great it wouldn't be great for you know Johnny Van der Beek who's been signed in, in he's been signed to United and this guy who's you know not as well known in the team goes and you know gets promoted ahead of, of ahead of him and he may I don't know what I think of that, but we move. We've got to, you know, Man United yeah. was choose between them two and and see where they go from there. Yeah, it's gonna be a hard. It's gonna be a hard call for for Schultzger, but yeah, I think he'll um he'll stick with uh, Fred and McTominay. I was gonna say Fred and McTominay, yeah. In the midfield, but uh, Van yeah. der Beek will get a chance. We we're in the FA Cup tomorrow. You are, yes. Well, uh, we're recording this on Monday, the 8th of February. So whenever this gets released. But we're playing West Ham on the Tuesday on the 9th in the FA Cup. And you know what I'm excited for? I feel like Man United are going to play Van der Beek and new boy Diallo in that team. Mm, I mean, it'd be good to see. And give I feel those, Mar- boys run out. Yep, Martial's going to go out as well. Um... It will be a, it will be a good game. It will and be. This is, you know, just going back on how upsetting losing this. Well, I keep on saying losing, drawing this game was. 
was the fact that it was just the fourth time in Premier League history Man United have failed to win a Premier League match, with they, which they led by two two or more goals at half-time. Yeah, exactly. And just the second time at Old Trafford. Yeah. Um, the, the last time we did it was West Brom, October 2010. 5-5, five, five, oh no, sorry, tw- May 2013. 5-5 five, five at Old Trafford against West Brom. And do you know whose last game that was? That was Ole Gunnar Schultz's last game. Yeah, it was, it was. It was. Uh, not Ole Gunnar Schultz. What am I on about? Oh, I'm going through a brain fart. Sir Alex Ferguson's last game. <laughs> you know, you're too obsessed with Ole Gunnar Schultz. I know. I know. It's, it's because <laughs> now in my in my head, he is the... He is the Man United manager. He is. He's. I see him as Alex Ferguson's son. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Apart in from, a way, you know, which born in might be a places. bit weird, but yeah, exactly. it is what it is. It is what it is, it is what it is. And it, it was just the fourth time Manchester United led a Premier League home go- home game by two goals and, uh, you know, um, failed to fail to win. I've just said that before. Yeah. Uh, it's... Look, we've conceded 18 goals in 12 Premier League home games this season. Which is one more goal than we did in the whole of last season. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, I mean, it's... That just shows you that we we, we need to sign the centre-back. And the news coming out today, uh, I don't know how reliable the source was, was that Ramos in the next few weeks is heading over to Manchester United to sign his contract. He's signing as a free agent. That's yeah. the latest gossip. And that would be amazing for Manchester United. To have Ramos, just a leader, and you'll be able to teach the young guns. You know, we have Mengi, who's on loan at Derby right now. We'll be coming back. We've got Twanzebe, got Bae still. Um, it's a very promising future for Manchester United. It is. It is a very promising future for the for the boys at United. Yeah. So, someone brought to my attention that. Last season, at this point last season, City were 20 points behind Liverpool. They were. And people were saying, yes, but it's, you know, City are without Laporte. You know, you can can let them off this season. They've been without their uh, best centre-back. Okay, but this season, Liverpool are without Joe Gomez and Van Dijk. But yet they're seen as just not putting in effort. Yeah, I it, mean, it, yes, I can see they're trying to put an effort with buying these. Is did they buy them or did they? Um, well, they loan loaned. Um, they loaned Ozback. Ozback, from, yeah. From Schalke, and then they signed uh, that Ben Davies. Ben Davies Preston. guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, I can see them putting an effort there, but you know, I just want to see a bit more oomph. I want to see a bit more, you know, go forward, and. You know, you were saying before Firmino's time at the club. I feel like, you know, although that front three is getting quite old. Well, not old, but they're not young anymore. They're not. Yeah, I don't think old's the right way. Exactly, I don't think old's the right way to put it. But they're not. You know, they're not springing, as you say. They're not. 
as you say, as doing you anything. With... Like, you see bloody Bruno Fernandes. I mean, yeah. you know, I... But you also... They need a bit, they need a bit of his... They need to take a bit... Take a look at his book, and then they need to say, think, right, you know, Bruno Fernandes is doing it for United. I'd like to see... I'd like to see Thiago take a leaf out of his book and do that for Liverpool. And if he does that for Liverpool, Liverpool will then gather round him and think, oh shit, right, there's one player, there's a couple of players in our team who actually want this. Yeah. And then, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, they can do something about it. Because if one player does, if one player puts energy in, the whole whole club as a community will put energy in. And that's what I want to see a bit more of. That's what we're seeing a lot of Manchester United. It is what you're seeing a lot of Manchester United, and that's what pisses me off. <laughs> and um, another thing that I was just thinking of, well, another two things, is first of all, you, you look at Manchester United's front three. Um, yeah. Excluding Cavani, we'll put Martial in instead of Cavani. You've got Rashford, yeah, okay. Martial and Greenwood. You do. It's like, what, 22 years old, 23 years old, and 20 years old. You know, just to pause you there, Marcus Rashford is, you know, uh, him in an England shirt, I mean, I couldn't be more proud because he is an unbelievable player. I mean, what he's done, not just on the football pitch, but off the football pitch, you know, he's just got a bloody good attitude. He's, he's an amazing role model. He is an amazing role model, young, full of talent, you know, I'm I'm, I'm really oyster. happy with him. Exactly, like I really, you know, he's just unbelievable. He, oh, I yeah. couldn't be more proud of the bloke. He's on the in unbelievably good form at the moment. The Bulls, the Bulls I've seen him put be, the Bulls I've seen him that he's being beat. The Bulls I've seen him put in, <laughs> the Bulls I've seen him put in have just been Bulls where you know, I've never seen Bulls like it before. They're getting whipped in. You know, yeah, I and, you, and as a Liverpool fan, you know everything about looking at balls, don't you? <laughs> well, I'm just not going to answer you. <laughs> um, so, last thing I want to cover before um, just finishing off this episode is going to be about Liverpool again. And it is going to be about Thiago. So, Thiago was bo- brought into the Liverpool team correct me if i'm wrong but this is from my opinion this is what i think they've done he's been brought into the liverpool team to be a bruno fernandez of liverpool i'm 100 percent agreeing with you there and has he been no no i think he needs to get on he gets on the pitch with his bold haircut and his serial killer looking eyes puts in (laughs) an early challenge gets yellow carded and then does nothing for the rest of the game yeah i mean you know, I can't complain about that because, you know, he's, he's been brung in and he's a world-class player on the day, like, on a good day. But, yeah, as you say, sometimes he just, he's not, he maybe hasn't had enough sex the night before, but, Whoa. You, know, but you know, he comes on, makes a foul challenge and gets a yellow card and that's his game done. And He just always looks angry. He does. You know he's really scary. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't like to play against him. But I feel like if Liverpool, uh, if Liverpool needed a change in their form, 
and they need to be more positive. He's the key to that. Him he and Wijnaldum in that midfield are yeah. the key to that. And unfortunately, right now, we're not getting any of it. We're not. I saw we're one not. good game of Thiago Silva. Not Thiago. Yeah, is it? No, not Thiago it's Silva. Thiago Alcantara. Alcantara. Thiago Alcantara. In, yeah. in the middle of the park, and that was against Man United in our nil-nil win where he pocketed Bruno Fernandes. He did, uh, he did. He played very well that game. Other than that, I, nowhere. Yeah, nowhere. And, you know, I'd like to see more of him, as I said before. Sorry to repeat my words. Take a leaf out of Bruno Fernandes's book and start to, you know, buck his ideas up and play bloody well. Because if they do that, as I say, Liverpool as a community will come pull together... And start winning games. Yeah. And until they, until Thiago does that, they will, you know, they will carry on losing games, drawing games, and that's not what Liverpool fans want to see. It, it definitely. They want to see. They want to see like that guy, who's like Saudi Mane, best player in the world. <laughs> I don't do it for some maybes. I do absolutes. You know. I don't remember not, him it, being Indian. I thought he was Scouse, but sorry, all right. Sorry. Um, my accents aren't very good, but you know, he's not gonna be—he's not gonna be a happy chappy, is he? He's—he's he's gonna be fucking throwing his toys. Yeah, I agree. So, um, I want to give you some quick fire questions. Go ahead. That's the last thing we do, right? Okay. Southampton is their honeymoon over in the Premier League? Yes or no? No. You think they're gonna—they're gonna change their form and and stay? Top eight? I think, obviously, they've played against Man United. I mean, they've obviously played against Man United and they got a bit of a uh, bit of a bollocking there. But, you know, they could come back from that game thinking, OK, we've just played United. Yes, we had a bit of a bollocking. But I think we could t- turn stuff around. Well, they did last season against um, exactly. Leicester. They, they lost 9-0 be- If they Leicester. believe in themselves, they can do it. And I can see them doing it. That's going to be interesting. Aston Villa, is there, you know, European title hopes, the European spot honeymoon over? Yes. Yes, because at the moment they've only got one player performing and that's Ollie Watkins. They're not pulling together as a side and that, yeah. Uh, so you think despite having that. two games in hand, they're not going to capitalise on that opportunity? Okay, I've seen what you've, yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, it just, as you say, it just depends on those two games, doesn't it? Yeah, it really if they does. Win, if they win, they could still, you know, it could still be alive. If they lose one of them and draw the other, or if they lose one and lose the other, you know, it's nothing It'll be more, heartbreaking nothing, for exactly, them. Exactly, it will because be. Because for a club like Aston Villa in the situation that they've been in for the past couple of seasons to be where they are right now they're lucky but to be where they were two weeks ago you know you, you don't let that slip when it's a once in a in a blue moon you yeah. have to hang on for dear life and they've not they've not done that no they haven't they haven't okay so last question could we see Sheffield United stay in the Premier League? No, I think they're going down, mate. You think they're going down? I think they're going down. Uh, nothing more I can say about that. I think they're going down. Um, well, I have to say, based off um, current form, 
uh, I see it being West Brom, Fulham and Sheffield United going down. You know, if Brighton They're playing very and well, Burnley Brighton, weren't playing as good as they have been, then I'd say it'd be a very open relegation scrap. Exactly. But I exactly. think it's already been concluded. Yeah, yeah. Right, so... That's the end of another episode of the pod, Noah. It's been it's been unbelievably fun. I, you know, we've had a lot of great talking points tonight. I've really bloody enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Right, cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Adios. Adios.